0: Hi, and welcome to The Wellness of Being. I'm your host, Brad Poirier. Have you ever dealt with chronic pain, a chronic disease, or even with our guest today, only 78 pounds, underweight, and then have a total transformation, which is truly incredible? I want to introduce you to today's guest, John Vela. Welcome, John.
1: Hi there. Nice to be here.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about your transformation. So you were only 78 pounds. And what age was this
1: 17, 16, 16 or seventeen? Um, and the reason I was seventy eight pounds was I was suffering from what I found out was Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. so not only was i seventy eight pounds, but I was getting extreme cramping, and i was when I would go to the bathroom, it was diarrhea and it was mm-hmm. blood, and i wasn't I was just getting dizzy so. Yeah, 78 pounds and also, you know, incapacitated almost.
0: Mm-hmm. So with Crohn's, is it something that is congenital? Do you have that from birth, or it's something that develops through your life?
1: Um, well, the cause, according to Western medicine, mm-hmm. is unknown. Okay. Um, however, there are supposed genetic predispositions. I don't know. No one in my family seemed to have anything like that. Mm-hmm. My view is a little different, but on what causes it, um, yeah.
0: And the symptoms with with everyone, is it different? Like, what are the main symptoms that most people have normally with, with Crohn's disease?
1: The, the ones I had big time, like cramping. Mm-hmm. Like cramping as if I hit you with a hammer in the stomach, you know, just okay. like, and then burning. Like a, a, f- a flaming hammer. Mm-hmm. How's that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound. It doesn't yeah, sound very. Yeah, but good. like very. you, you
1: don't absorb your nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, as a result of that, you get dizzy. Mm-hmm. You know the constant cramping, dizziness, diarrhea.
0: So with not getting your nutrients, do you think that kind of aided in your, the weight that you were? Like so, do you think by not getting enough nutrients oh, yeah. and constantly having to eliminate and things like that, because your body's yeah. not holding anything. Exactly that it, it really affects your your weight. So is that your personal story or is that like a general for most people that have have Crohn's? Typical
1: Crohn's story. Okay. Typical like you you just don't absorb nutrients and you're always going to you know, you always have to and because you're in such pain, mm-hmm. you have no appetite anyway. Yes. So it's it's a trifecta of yes. garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I definitely know John that Crohn's is part of your life, but it's not definitely your whole life. And and one thing which I'm really excited about is that you don't identify yourself with Crohn's because you've had such an amazing transformation. Is really what I want to talk to you yeah. about today, because you're quite inspiring with what you've accomplished. So you certainly don't look 78 pounds now. No. <laughs> so what? I'm, took a, you? I'm
1: 175 pounds right now.
0: That's awesome. Sitting right here. So so what what took you from being that 78 pound? you know young man to where you are now what was that transformation process that you under underwent what was your mindset what was your you know how did you change yourself or how what was your mainly first we'll talk about with the identifying okay yes I have Crohn's disease but then you decided you know you can tell me what you decided
1: well I was sitting there in the hospital Mm -hmm. and Probably you know high as a kite on opiates because mm-hmm. that was my life in high school, man. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting in the hospital, but I think my brother-in-law dropped me off a copy of some muscle magazine. Okay. Yes. And one of my, well now idols, mm-hmm. Dorian Yates was on the cover. Who was you know Mr. Olympia for six years awesome. in a row. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I saw this guy on the cover. I'm like, wow! I didn't even know that was possible. Mm-hmm. I want to be like that. Yes. You know, and I would start to. I would tell my doctors mm-hmm. about that, and you know, here I am, this seventy-eight pound kid. I'm like, I want to get, yeah. I'm like, I want to get big and strong. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I started watching UFC mm-hmm. in the early days. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to get big and strong and be able to fight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then all my flashbacks from childhood of watching He-Man cartoons yes. and yes. Conan the Destroyer and mm-hmm. Conan the Barbarian, and all that stuff. Wrestling. I was like, that's what I want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like this. Mm-hmm. But my doctors were like, "Yeah, right. Like, you know, you should be happy if you can, be happy if you can just li- live a semi-normal mm-hmm. life and walk up a flight of stairs. How How about you start there?" So they, you know, to them it was like, "Yeah, no they way. didn't really. Impossible. They didn't
0: have the same belief and the same. They didn't think you had the determination. Or sure, you're looking at this magazine. Sure, it's nice. I want to look like this. But they didn't think it would be a reality for you.
1: Not at all. No."
0: And I mean, I guess with most, they figure you have a disease, you're always going to have the disease. Yeah. we're just going to aid you the best we can, but you're never going to be, which is, you know, I guess we can let our audience know now. What's your current title now?
1: Now? Um, yes. Well, now I'm a nationally ranked bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Um, I won the, uh, I won that on May 14th. That was my first show. That certainly, was,
0: uh, certainly amazing and, and that's the part of the, you know, why you're here today is that transformation from the person that you were and, and the person you believed in, the person you knew and the person you became, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and yourself now, like holding that, I mean holding that gold is no, you know, small feat. I imagine competition can be pretty tough, there's strenuous training, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of met- metamorphosis that your body has to go through to get from this to oh, to, yeah. to bulking yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah. what would be a normal routine that you would kind of do? So when you first started you said, yes, I'm looking at these magazines, I want to be a bodybuilder, so what was your next step after that that you took um, as far as, as achieving that dream?
1: From when I was like... 78 pounds sick?
0: Correct, Yeah,
1: yes. um, well, here's the thing, right? First, I started with the conventional Crohn's mm-hmm. tre- treatments. Yes. Uh, I was on their heavy course of drugs. I've had mm-hmm. two surgeries. Okay, one, which yes. is a major bowel resection. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, in 2001. Anyhow, so along the way, I was still receiving the treatment just to uh, maybe stabilize me, mm-hmm. which was necessary at the time because I would have probably just died.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: at the time, their treatment was all right just to, you know, like an emer- for an emergency, mm-hmm. but long term, I knew it wasn't going to work. I was just going to keep, because mm-hmm. I kept getting sicker, and it was just like, yeah. you know, here comes another surgery, and then, mm-hmm. so, yeah, as I started, um, I started with just basic weight training. Mm-hmm. I started researching nutrition, because, I mean, even now, I, I mean, right now, I have a, a professional bodybuilder, mm-hmm. and he's in the, He's in the NHL of bodybuilding, yes. named Stefan. Mm-hmm. And even with all of his knowledge, he's always learning new mm-hmm. stuff. We're always learning. He's even inquiring, asking other pro bodybuilders, mm-hmm. oh, what can we do now? So you, the, the volume of information is over the top, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just accumulating whatever basic knowledge I could at a young age, mm-hmm. and I slowly started separating myself from the mainstream way of treatin', treating mm-hmm. people because I... Yeah. I, I knew they had no information for me on nutrition, it was mm-hmm. just drugs, drugs, and yes. more drugs. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking, there was this drink they would give you, you know, you know the, the, how there's those calorie drinks, mm-hmm. like Ensure, Boost, yes. and that's what they would give, give mm-hmm. me to drink. And I mm-hmm. started researching. And all the ingredients in those drinks Mm -hmm. cause inflammation. So I would ask my doctors, Mm -hmm. why am I drinking this stuff? This Mm -hmm. causes inflammation. And they looked at me like I had six heads and I was Mm -hmm. from Mars, you know? It's like...
0: Of course. Yeah, but as you started building your body up, did your body now start to feel a lot stronger, feel healthier, um, you know what I mean, Just, just more, like... Totally different than had you been feeling previously, because I imagine with the surgeries and things like that, mm-hmm. that's probably pretty painful to go through. Even I- even courses of medication and things yeah. like that can probably leave you drained and yeah, just tired good. and yeah. things like that. And that's probably part of the natural thing with Crohn's uh-huh. that you you're really not, you know, you don't have all kinds of vitality and things like that. Where you are left, like so with right. Crohn's, are you mostly just tired all the time? Tired. You have a lot of body pain, cramps. Mm-hmm
1: diarrhea, mm-hmm. or constipation, depending on what the bowel wants yeah. to do that day.
0: So, so I think now with the change, so now, yes, you're experiencing pain, but now in a whole new way. Because yeah. now with lifting yeah, weights yeah, 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 yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff, this pain that you're experiencing is a totally different pain because right. this is more pain of success, pain of joy, pain of now seeing the transformation uh, as opposed to what the past was. So now we're going to leave the past part yeah. of your life now in the past and we're going to concentrate on where you are now, hey. you know, and where you are now is a the 2016 champion. You know, you're getting ready for your next levels and the training. What's a a, a course of training like? So if you see your mentor or your coach, mm-hmm. now what what kind of routine would you normally do? do you work the whole body in the same day do you break it up or or what would yeah, be a typical week yeah. of 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 working out sort of thing
1: we break it up into individual bu- isolated body okay. parts so one day like yesterday we did quads mm-hmm. thighs you know yeah um
0: so what would be a typical exercise like say for for quads or thighs or or something like that um, we, we, that you would do
1: leg extensions, leg okay. presses, squats, whatever whatever Stefan and Andrew want to okay. do that day, that's what yeah. I'm doing. I'm listening to them.
0: So, do they generally just assess where your body is and where it needs to be? So, if you're help uh, they're helping you with competition and they say, "Okay, you need this more defined or you need this or you need more work here." Mm-hmm. They gear your workouts more towards that or is it more like a general
1: Depends you know. on the on the bodybuilder. Okay. I have pretty decent symmetry, which means everything, Mm -hmm. you know, one part doesn't kind of just stand out from the other. My next goal is to put on size Mm -hmm. symmetrically, but pretty much everywhere. So we're just trying to make everything grow. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone else would have that issue if they didn't train legs ever in their life and have a good upper body, like they'd have to put more emphasis on legs Mm -hmm. and let them catch up. But for us, we're just... I, pr- I just do what they do, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So when you're competing, does it does it really matter about height or body shape or things like that? Does that determine, do you have more an advantage being a certain uh, body type or, or a certain yeah, height? Yeah,
1: I mean, there are ge- like genetic advantages that I think I do have, and that's like a small frame, like I have okay. a smaller structure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say... You took someone with a bigger structure, mm-hmm. like a bigger frame, bigger joints, yes. and sat him next to me, mm-hmm. and we both weighed 190, and we were both, let's say, 3% body fat, I'm going to look bigger than him, because mm-hmm. more of his weight is skeletal mass. That's right. You know what Yes. I mean? mm-hmm. And more of mine will be muscle, so I'll look more, mm-hmm. I'll pop, like a cartoon, you know? Oh, of course, uh. yeah.
0: So, where, so just let us know, our audience, so where is your, your body fat now? Like your percentage-wise. Right now. So I'm right sh- when you're in peak competition
1: oh, mode. Uh, at yeah. cont- contest yeah. shape. Well, that was one of the reasons I won, mm-hmm. actually. Because um, when I won my first show, it was against a bunch of competitors who were way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Like the guy who finished second, he was a super heavyweight. Okay, So yes. he, he was over 100 pounds heavier than me. Mm-hmm. But the reason I won was my conditioning. So it, my body fat was so low, my coach said, like, the calipers won't even read you, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: he estimates it was under 2%, maybe between 1% and 2%. Okay. I don't know, because the calipers, it was yes. so low it couldn't be right, as you could probably see by those
0: no. pictures. Yeah. So would the, average, would the average competitor be within that range normally for yeah, body fat? Yeah, typically
1: usually? 3%, 2%, 4% and under. Oh, okay. But so 4%, you may look a little soft which oh, sounds okay. ridiculous to the general population, but...
0: No, but I guess if you want to be more defined, the less fat you have on your body... Absolutely, ...and yeah. the more muscle you have to show, yeah. the, much, the much better it is. Yeah,
1: you want to peel um, off every bit of fat... Possible so so when
0: you're competing, so uh, b- basically, I mean you 're just n- I think newer in this arena because and th- there was a turning point for you when you said okay i 'm bodybuilding i 'm working out and things like that. Um, you know there must have been a, a light bulb that went off in your head that said, "Hey, I think it 's now time to move a little bit more." pro or become a, a more of a professional, mm-hmm. you know, things things like, like that. You
1: mean specialize in bodybuilding. Yeah,
0: instead of just yeah. being working out. Yeah, so now my body's feeling doing. better, my body's feeling right. stronger. <coughs> now where do I want to take this? Sure, it's nice. I, I look good and things like that. Mm-hmm. But now do I want to go more hardcore and let, let's do some more things? And I, I imagine getting into more competition, you're up against some guys who are like seasoned, pros oh, yeah. that have been competing over and over and over. Um, how many people would normally be in a competition, usually?
1: It varies. It uh, totally varies okay. um, on the size. I mean, let's say it was some local show in Sudbury. Mm-hmm. You know, That may only have a handful of people. But okay. yes. a Toronto-based show may have hundreds of competitors. Oh, it, wow. It, it,
0: they're and then as you go so to the
1: provincial level, there's more competitors, and okay. and and the competition keeps getting higher and higher. So,
0: but do they break you down into different categories? So, say if you have a hundred people, or fifty people, or ten people, do they break that ca- category down? Because you can't be yeah. all. I don't imagine you could be all posing you know, all at the same time, 100 people, it's very difficult for the judges to, or yeah. to go on Well, and, on a and stage, segment. they
1: only allow seven, I think it's seven people. Okay, that once, they can look at, ten, at the same uh, time. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Between seven and ten people, I think, maybe yeah. seven. Um, but then, so if there, let's say there was a group of 20. Yes. Seven would go up, and then the next seven, or mm-hmm. I think it's seven. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. And um,
0: when they're judging, what are the main things, really, that they're looking for to make it, um, for you to be, you know, a winner in a competition?
1: They look for size of the muscle. They look for the shape of Mm -hmm. the overall frame, symmetry, Mm -hmm. you know, how everything fits together, Mm -hmm. conditioning, which is how low your body fat is, Mm -hmm. how dry are you, separation of each muscle Mm -hmm. group. And just the overall package, you know, like is it is it aesthetically pleasing?
0: Yes, and I mean, I imagine that nutrition is is fairly important in what you do, because obviously eating Doss every day and a couple of two liters of of soda or pop, you know, I mean, it probably doesn't really do much for putting you into the, you know, first first or second place. Maybe if you're doing sumo yeah of course (laughs) so so what would be a normal so what would your intake be of normal like proteins and and carbs and like your your veg and stuff like that Uh, um in a day so what would your typical meals be in a day when you're competing
1: yeah um it's hard to answer with Mm -hmm. one direct answer Mm -hmm. because it was always changing okay yes my coach would always take a look at me Mm -hmm. like you know, every day he was literally looking at my body and see, and I would be sending him pictures. I mean, yes. luckily he lives, we train at the same gym, so he would take a look at me all the time okay. and assess what I need to do for that week. Mm-hmm. But protein was always kept high, okay. well over 300 grams. Mm-hmm. Um, there were always high contents of green vegetables pretty much the mm-hmm. whole way. A lot yep. of green beans, asparagus, okay. spinach. Um, and as far as the fats and carbohydrates, mm-hmm. those would be modified depending on my level of conditioning.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. So now I'm
1: gaining mass. Now we're mm-hmm. off-season. Like I'm oh, gaining course. size. Yeah. So I've increased my fats. I've increased my carbohydrates. Oh, okay. Come as you're getting in condition for a show, mm-hmm. you decrease your carbohydrates and fats as well. Oh,
0: okay. So then basically when you're not competing, then you kind of, you don't train as hard? in in those times No, you
1: train just as you oh, train okay. we train hard all the time. Mm-hmm. We always train intense okay. always. Yeah. And the protein is the one thing that's always kept high. Mhm. It's just your source of energies like you know your fats and yes. carbohydrates mm-hmm. those are pretty much the only variable like cuz we we train hard all the mm-hmm. time. It's just when you get closer to competition you may be a little more careful and mm-hmm. not maybe use as much weight, a because you're depleting, mm-hmm. you're more t- you're more tired, your joints are drier, yeah. you're shedding water, so you may be a little more careful. Uh, so, it's, but you're training in terms of intensity and how hard you're tra- you're always training. I right,
0: know your your transformation is is, is truly incredible from seventy eight pounds to saying I'm not going to ad- identify as a a. a you know, a a patient of Crohn's. I'm gonna change my life, change my body. You know, that's certainly incredible. We're gonna have, if our viewers wanna follow you, they can follow you on Instagram, listed at the end of the show here. And I wanna say thank you, and we'll be right back after the break.